Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8, 88, wherever you are on the Faith Edmund Network. And you are joined this morning by myself, Lawson, and sitting across from me at the desk, we have, again, Nikita. Good morning. Nikita, how are you doing this morning? I'm fantastic, thanks. Yeah. Oh, I'm so good. (laughs) I am so good. I'm grateful for so many things, but namely, guys, it has begun. Mm -hmm. I made a promise Mm -hmm. at the beginning of this year that this would be the year that I start to plant stuff. And last night, I started my garden. Hey! I started, I've got, so I've got... We've, we've got three flower beds. Mm-hmm. We've got three beds. We've got two small ones and one big one. Yep. The big one, that's the one I'm going to put the, the lettuces in. That was, you know, yeah, yeah. that was the Rod Bailey told me to, to do a make. So that we're mm-hmm. going to get there in a little bit. But the two smaller ones, uh, I've got, what did we have? We had um, thyme, oregano, chives. Like just a bunch of herbs, parsley, mm-hmm. all those things. And then that was one flower bed. And then the other one was like tomatoes and Ooh. eggplant and a few other things. So it's like, me mate, mate, we, we <laughs> dude, it's, it's legit. It's legit. It, I'm, I'm into it. I'm starting my new life as a green thumb, you know, p- planter gardener <laughs> type guy. So yeah, just getting it done guys. I, it's, it's a new life for me. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. new adventure, but getting into it, excited. <laughs> what are you grateful for this morning? What are you being Oh, into? I'm grateful for the goats that I live by next to. Oh actually. yeah. <laughs> Uh, as I was walking here this morning, um, I actually, I think it was at some point last week, I mm. was walking down University Drive and was just making friends with some of the goats and I saw one of them this morning and it just ran up to me and I was like, oh, I've got a friend. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cute. Goats are the cutest. I've, like mm-hmm. goats and baby goats and baby lambs. They're just the yes. best. Like just the best little cute fuzzy animals. That's so good. Shout out plants and animals this morning. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Joe by myself, Lawson, got Nikita in here and Shell at the desk as usual. Nikita, you are going to give us our first quiz question for today. Yes, I am. So the question is, when Moses sent spies into the promised land, what aspect of the walls did they comment on? Mm, Okay, so what aspect of the walls... Did they comment on? And it's specifically like looking at, you know, the, the, the height or the thickness or the quality or looking at, you know, yeah, like, whoa, they, they come in, they see the walls. What was it? What were they impressed by? Mm. What were they impressed by? Was it the beautiful paintings? Was it the, you know, what, hey, let us know. Well, yes. 0491 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you will go into the draw today. As we've been having a draw every day, today is the final day to win The Atheism Prophecy, How Christianity Fueled Atheism by Ivor Myers. 0491 is the number to text. And you'll win that book as well as A Voice of the Martyrs calendar. We'll give both of those to you absolutely for free. All you have to do is text our number 0491 with an answer to that question. Can you get first? Yes. I'll repeat the question again. Hmm. When Moses sent spies into the promised land, what aspect of the walls did they comment on? Was it the height, thickness, or quality? Hmm. 0491 Listening to The Breakfast Show this morning and Nikita... What is happening in the world of positively different news? So I was actually reading up um, 
on this site talking about mission trips and everything mm. like that. And there's one that actually really stood out to me um, about church planting in Japan mm. because um, Japan is like a really difficult place to actually be able to reach out to the people because their main religion is Shinto mm. as well as Buddhism coming up second there too. Mm. Um, and there's actually a couple um, who headed over there about five years ago. Mm. Um, they felt called and they worked with OMF Australia, which yeah, is wow. a global um, fellowship yeah. of Christians who just have a heart for reaching out to those mm. in East Asia, mm. which is absolutely beautiful. And so they basically wanted to plant a church there. So the their team were, so husband and wife, Andrew and Joanna Wong, their children, mm. as well as one other Australian lady um, <laughs> with them, so it was basically just, oh, that's six of them in total, mm. six people, six Christians going over to Japan and they actually, there were no um, Christian Japan, uh, sorry, Christians who were Japanese to actually be able to work with them when they arrived. So they started from day dot by themselves um, to try and reach out to the community and the way that they were thinking about how to reach out to this community, they kind of thought of the metaphor of how babies actually grow. So starting from the embryotic stage. So mm. they were just like, okay, well, that's basically where this church is. And we need to pray mm. as much as we can to ask for God's guidance, meditate in his word and learn from Christ's example. Mm. And that's, how they found out and learnt through the word as well. Yeah, wow. Um, so they found themselves drawn to Jesus' promise found in John 13, um, verses 34 and 35, which says, this is Jesus talking, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Mm. So they really took this to heart and one of the um, stories that they shared was an uncommon reality that is a situation in Japan where most people, most mothers who are working end up being like, if they have children, they end up being basically a single mother, even though they are married, mm. having to deal with the children at home. So they met um, with this lady, they replaced her um, original name with um, another one just to keep her identity safe. Um, Emma is going to be her name. So she was in a fraught marriage, soon to be absent father, struggling um, with the role like a single mother with rowdy boys. And in an economic situation that is commonly referred to as being working poor, as mm. a Japanese um, terminology. And so they actually didn't know. So they went to a kindergarten interview first so the mother could be involved with her children. Mm. Um, and then their friend... Uh, Hoi Yan actually met the met Emma at a government um, facility for cheap food to be able to provide food for families. Yeah, and that's when they were just like, "Okay, we need to reach out to you. We need to help you." Yeah. So the way they did that is they went out on family outings with her um, that she normally wouldn't have done with her kids by herself. So they went ice skating, bowling, camping, and oh, classic, mm -hmm. dude. Yeah, hanging hanging out with. I, I feel as though like. One of the ways to get to someone's heart is 
through their kids. You know, there's, yes. there's through a few things like through <laughs> through food, through you know hospitality, and but through their kids as well, like supporting them. Absolutely, dude, a hundred percent. And so obviously, then this woman would be just opening up to. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they were. She so that's what how they started off in going outside and then eventually welcomed um, them into her house mm. and they noticed how small the house was so um, Andrew um, actually decided to actually make a makeshift bookshelf to mm. be able to make a little bit more space in the house so mm. it wasn't as crowded mm. um, so. To ease the living space, they cooked yeah. meals for her, hung out with the sons, yeah. trying to basically help give a male role in the family there as well. And then eventually, like they prayed for her and over time, then she joined in praying with them. Mm. So she then wanted to know more. So they started doing Christian parenting classes. So trying to give the perspective on family, which is actually quite different from the Japanese mindset in a way. Um, Because you've got, you have to, you have a really extreme factor of honoring your mother and father in Japan, yeah. whereas here it's not as extreme. Yeah. Um, and with the Bible, it's kind of like, we're all one, we're equal. Mm-hmm. You do have to honor your parents, but then how do we do that in a Christ-centered relationship? Mm-hmm. So after actually breaking that structure down in from their Bible studies, she actually then mentioned wanting to apologize to her sons mm. for how she actually um, reacted to them by being upset at something. And that really encouraged them because that's basically unthinkable in the Japanese households. If they yeah, do something wow. wrong, they don't like they shut up, they don't do anything. Mm. And then sometimes some families end up going like, here's a lot of food yeah. <laughs> as an apology. Yeah. Um, so, but no, that's powerful. Like yeah. they're, these missionaries, they're experiencing, uh, you know, Working with people, and I think this is this is a really cool testimony because it shows us that the way that people are brought to Christ is personally. Mm. You know, we can't bring people to Christ via legislation. Absolutely, we can't bring bring people to Christ. You know, I think our message is powerful. The message mm. of Christ is powerful, and it should be shared. But the most effective form of sharing it is wonderful quotes called "Christ method alone." You know, it's like yes. like he he Christ came to them as one who sympathized for their needs, mm-hmm. uh, gained their confidence, and then bade them follow me. Like yes. it, we really have the greatest ability to be able to reach people when we personally interact with them. A hundred percent. And I think that's a lot of what. Christians in Japan need the, the reason why it's so difficult in Japan to do uh, evangelism there is it's so, such a different reason from like China because China mm. is like Christianity's like persecuted yet at the same yeah. time churches are just flourishing and growing mm. and all these converts and whatnot whereas Japan Christians received extreme persecution yes. like the 17th century like mm-hmm. people like being killed it was like the you know under the the Tokugawa shogunate mm-hmm. like a really hectic period of persecution for Christians and then but then afterwards like the culture of Japan like I think it was more a, a propaganda that really won people over that oh yeah Christianity is just like a cult like don't don't join it don't get it go a part of it yeah. and so um, but it's fantastic to see that people are making efforts there to reach people. And actually, at the moment, one of my good friends, Hannah, who's actually been on the mm. show here before, she's preparing to go back to Japan now. She's Japanese. And they are going to be doing a mission trip in Japan based in Tokyo, um, spreading literature throughout 
Tokyo and reaching people and and preaching and whatnot. So it's powerful to see that more and more focus is going on this country. It's like we're having trouble reaching the people. Well, why aren't we taking some steps to to see what we can do over there? And it sounds like from this testimony as well, that's really amazing. It really is heartwarming because like Mm. we're meant to have relationships with people and then through that relationship they start questioning about who you are. Yeah. And then they start to, you know, make changes, start to make commitments to God and mm. start to open up to to who Christ is in their life. It's it's awesome. So I think there's definitely a lesson there for us. You know, maybe we've, we're in a situation where we feel like, oh, who around me could I reach? Well, hey, mm. start to, to get close to people. Start to reach out to them and, and you'll see God will work powerfully. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And right now, we are going to get into our next quiz question. Yes. The second question is, what was the name of Simon Peter's brother? Mm, if you know the answer to that one, hey, 0491-064-669, that is the number to text. And if you text the number with the correct answer, you will go into the draw for our prize that we've had all throughout this week and today as well, the Atheism Prophecy by Ivor Myers, as well as a Voice of the Martyrs calendar. The Atheism Prophecy, of course, getting into how Christianity fueled atheism and looking at how these two ideologies have become you know very prolific in western mm. society and have caused great divide between yeah. people and has uh yeah been a real fuel for for growing tensions you know throughout throughout america throughout the western world and whatnot and even the eastern world as well we're just talking about japan and yeah china and whatnot like very interesting scenes in all of those countries uh and this yeah this book is getting into hey how did that happen but furthermore how does god speak to this mm. situation hey zero four nine one zero six four six six nine again that's zero four nine one zero six four six six nine do you want to get that question for us one more time can do what was the name of simon peter's brother yeah there it is simply that zero four nine one zero six four six six nine you're listening to the breakfast show i said in our intro we talk about police i have a couple uh mm. a couple of different interactions that that christians have had with police recently that have just been interesting it's all about like christians operating in public spaces Mm -hmm. and how uh law enforcement has reacted the the first story i have here it's from the uk it's from oxford street in london and there was this girl her name's harmony london and she was on the street and she was filming herself singing Christian songs. She was singing Amazing Grace. Uh, she was singing Goodness of God by Bethel, you know, like, you know those, yeah. those songs and whatnot. And uh, she wasn't, she wasn't busking. She didn't like have a, uh, you know, thing out to collect money or mm-hmm. anything. She's just singing on the street and recording it. She has like 300,000 subscribers on YouTube. She's like a famous influencer oh, kind of thing and singing Christian songs and performing. And um, yeah, a police woman. Uh, walks up to her. It's actually a volunteer policewoman, but she's like decked out in all the gear mm. and says, you need to stop. And she says, why? And, and and she's like, oh, you know, like got my got my permit, but I'm not even busking. I'm not collecting money. Like, what's the yeah. deal? And it's like, oh, you're not allowed to sing church songs outside of church grounds. Uh, ah. That was the that was the the law that was quoted to her, and she's like, "Excuse me," and this policewoman is just like standing in front of her, like, "Yeah, you're not allowed to sing church songs outside of church grounds. You need to you need to wrap this up, or we'll take your equipment from you and stop you from from being able to sing." Ludicrous. And she's like, 
excuse me because she this this girl has like 20 sorry 300,000 followers on yeah. on YouTube like she knows her rights like uh-huh. she's she's doing this in a pretty legit sense uh and she's like this is this is, like that is not the rules of the law or, yeah. or anything and and uh and yeah, and yeah now a video of this has been circulated around mm. and people have been talking about it and uh and and, and yeah, the, the police have released a response where they're like, oh, we're sorry for any offence caused mm. due to this interaction. And they're trying to play it off a little bit. Uh, you know, they're, we're sorry for the offence. And they're saying that actually uh, the police, the policewoman approached her because, you know, she was, she was trying to sort out, you know, like a, regarding busking and, you know, laws regarding busking. But at the same time, like yeah. when you watch the video and she's just like, She's just singing in public and mm. the literally it's just the lady just comes up and says, you can't do this because it's Christian songs or church songs in yeah. a public space, which is so wild because I think like, okay, if, if, if that, if her perspective if this police woman's perspective is that she can't sing Christmas song, uh, sorry, Christian songs in public spaces, like what, what other songs are you not allowed to sing? Mm. Like, if you sing songs with profanity in it, is that banned? Like, that like what, nice. what is banned in the public <laughs> space, you know? Yeah. Uh, because I know, like, for me, whether you go to, like, the shopping centre or whatever. Oh. Uh, I mean, oh, you can go to, like, Coles and they have, like, you know, Woolies or whatever. And yeah. You hear them playing songs. But I know, especially when you go to, like, a like a Westfield or something mm. like that, and the, you walk past the shops and the songs they play are, like, full of profanity and, and whatnot. And yeah. there's not necessarily a, a problem with that. I don't know necess- like completely what the laws are in the UK, but uh, yeah, it's just like, where did th- there's no, no place that this like action from the, this policewoman could have possibly come from, except from like, they personally don't like church music. They don't mm. like Christianity. And now they're going to wield their hate against Christians or Christianity or church music to, to just make up fake laws on the spot to stop people from singing Absolutely. Christian songs in public. Like it's, it's really random, but thankfully, you know, there's no big consequences from this because it was yes. an absolute misquote of the law. And there was no, like this woman who was this police woman who was like threatening to like take her stuff. Like it, it, thankfully that didn't end up happening mm. and whatnot. Now, if we move over to the United States, we see uh, a different interaction and a different, uh, different, some, some much heavier consequences for public displays of, yeah. of Christianity. And this is re- relating specifically to six pro-life activists who have been con- convicted of face felonies uh, and will face over 10 years in prison. Oof. Now, this was regarding this is this is a situation mm-hmm. circumstance that unfolded in Tennessee uh, where outside of an abortion clinic, there was a, a, a display there or, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a group of Christians who got together singing worship songs and handing out literature that was to dissuade uh, potentially, you know, mothers who were going to go into the clinic, uh, dissuade them from doing so and finding support and help Mm. uh, through motherhood and whatnot, which I think is a fantastic endeavor, you know, to, to give people who are making, and this is the thing that I want to make clear is, and again, abortion. Uh, very heavy topic, and mm-hmm. if this is something that is personally triggering, triggering for you, one three one 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 four is the lifeline number. We would advise you to to call that up and yeah. to you know talk it through with someone. At the same time, here we understand on Faith FM, everyone has a past, mm. and we uh, we are not here to to judge um, people who have 
been through the, that particular circumstance, Absolutely. Um, but rather shed light on what God's word says mm. um, and God's ideals. And and in this case, yeah, like they've set up this display. So, you know, they're, they're having a, doing a demonstration to dissuade people from from being able to, yeah. you know, to from making a decision that will affect the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, although the, the abortion industry is just trying to uh, frame abortion as just a normal medical procedure, um, the the guilt and the difficulty that people can live with as a result of you know going through that kind of procedure is incredibly heavy mm. uh, and really really difficult. So uh, I think these guys are doing a great work. But uh, they were too close to the abortion clinic, so they were convicted of a face uh, felony. Face uh, the Face Act essentially operates similar to like the the Hate Crime Act, uh, okay, which is yeah. that if you if you do some kind of crime and then it falls under this act, then you're given like a maximum sentence for it, similar to a hate crime. Now, the reason Ooh. the FACE Act was put into place in 1994 under the Clinton administration is because people were like firebombing abortion clinics, which I also don't oh, agree with. Like, yeah. I, I don't agree that you should violently, you know, yeah. attack institutions or whatever. Like, let's let's try and and like this is a this is a legal thing. Let's mm-hmm. try and make changes with legislation rather yep. than like violent acts. And so, and so that's why they, they, I, I think that there were some other motivations to bring this law in. Uh, but that was the thing that was cited originally is like, we need to stop violence yes. outside of abortion clinics. Mm-hmm. In this case, they were like singing hymns and giving out yeah. literature and they have been, yeah, convicted and charged under the face act from stopping people from entering an abortion clinic and as a result, uh, facing fines each of up to $260,000. And also, like, they've been charged and uh, and they've been found guilty by jury as well uh, of blo- blocking the entrance to the abortion clinic, which uh, yeah, which will net them ten and a half years of prison time. Oh, my days. Which is a lot. Uh, you know, ten years of your life. As well taken as away, as well as two hundred sixty thousand dollars taken away from you for singing hymns outside of an abortion clinic and gives giving people an option. Yeah, uh, which if that isn't censorship mm. or the suppression of free speech, like I don't know what it is. Like, like I think that this is so clearly a case of of abusing people for speaking their mind. Considering um, it's the First Amendment as well. Yeah, and and in this particular case, again, like I actually, you know, in some sense, I'm like, okay, you know, don't. Attack people outside of abortion clinics. Don't firebomb abortion clinics. Like that. That's also like mm. not okay. But and, and it's okay to feel strongly about this issue because yes. you know ultimately it's, we're talking about human life here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, a peaceful demonstration, and and by peaceful I mean pe- like this isn't like a you know a protest. This isn't you know holding up signs and chanting and whatnot. Like this is literally. If you see videos and from these uh, mm. from this particular demonstration that was taking place, like it's literally singing songs and handing out literature to lose ten years of your life for that in in a demonstration that is completely non-violent and non-threatening. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's incredibly sad, incredibly sad, and and I think really reflects a state of. Christian persecution in in the West, mm. uh, which and and again you could say maybe not necessarily Christian persecution because they're more targeting pro-lifers, but the majority of pro-lifers are coming 
usually from a, a Christian yeah. background, from that moral standpoint. And so it's it's really sad to see, and we're hoping that things change in this space. But it's likely, as the Bible says in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. Mm. Uh, people will betray each other and be offended by one another. It seems that this is the, the way of the world right now. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM. We are going to have our next quiz question. Thank you, Nikita. No worries, Lawson. The quiz question is, which of the following books appears first in the book, the Bible, Nahum or Haggai? Mm, okay. If you know which one comes first, either Nahum or Haggai, 0491-064-669. That is the number to text. If you text that number with the correct answer, you'll go into the draw to win the Atheism Prophecy by Ivan Mize, as well as the Voice of the Martyrs calendar. That will be drawn at 8.45 this morning. You guys have a couple more uh, opportunities to get in for the quiz. So again, that number is 0491-064-669. And simply, which book comes first in the Bible? Name or Haggai? 0491-064-669. Listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. And on the phone, we have Bo Gallagher. Bo, thank you for joining us. Hi, guys. How are you going? Oh, mate, we are (laughs) kicking goals this morning here in The Breakfast Show studio, living Mm -hmm. our best lives, getting it done. And uh, I'm (laughs) hoping and I'm assuming yourself as well, we're here to talk about a bit of a journey of faith interview and where you come from and how it is that the Lord has worked throughout your life. Oh, yeah, guys. When I get the opportunity to talk about this, um, yeah, I, I have to take that opportunity yeah. because it's definitely nothing I've done. Mm. It's all what God's done in my life. And I'm every day I wake up, I, I'm like an insomniac. So I'm up at like 2.30 in the morning mm. and um, starting my devotional um, yeah, with well. the Lord and being so grateful, yeah, just for even taking a breath. So praise the Lord for... Um, yeah, just how powerful he is. Well, I can transforming see, people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can see from your reaction, like there must be a story there. And so, let's begin <laughs> from the start. Where are you mm. from? Where did you grow up? And and what were those circumstances like? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I grew up and was born like in Bankstown, uh, Western Sydney. Mm. Look, um, early on, I sort of um, was sexually and physically and mentally abused um, as mm. an early age sort of raised myself so I, mm. t- to be honest like I had my parents sort of did what they could but um yeah the, um I didn't find safety at home I turned to drugs really early on in life like 10 to yeah wow. and upwards I was a heroin addict in treatment by 17 wow um, so I've yeah I like yeah I didn't have a childhood so so to speak so coming back from that was has been a a whew, like a 30 year journey yeah, wow. <laughs> um, and trying to change my life in my strength. Um, mm-hmm. I've been trying to do that all my life. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, now when God's taking the lead, um, things are a lot different. So that's kind of my background. Yeah, man, that, yeah. that is an incredibly difficult and rough start to life. You know, low socioeconomic yeah. area, mm. uh, growing up yeah. and then, as you said, you know, going through just, Awful, awful abuse, uh, and I think, unfortunately, as as many as as many young people do in those kinds of situations, and not knowing that there's a way out, and not knowing that there's a better option, turning to yeah. substances that like yeah. just bring so much harm and pain. Yeah, it was definitely an escape that had a. Um, it was like a tool for for a means, and then that's 
that friend that supposedly was just turned into something that I just couldn't get um, rid of. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, a, a deceitful, lying, manipulative kind of tool that led me to constant rehabilitations and mm. side wards and, and jail. And, yeah, so mm. it's a horrible way to start life. But um, ultimately, it's led me to a place where God could um, use me um, yeah. for his, his, yeah, for his will. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like, because what I'm seeing here, you've you've had this interaction with, with you know, uh, drugs and abusing drugs and whatnot, and you've ended up in just a, a real heavy cycle of addiction. Yeah. When yeah. did when did that begin to to break for you? Ooh, well, it began to break only really recently. Um, like I'm forty six now. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I first come to the Lord probably fourteen years ago, but I, I wasn't really converted. Um, I was just more of um, mm-hmm. I, I was just trying something different. Mm. Um, then I had been trying and uh, it wasn't a, really a personal kind of relationship with God. Mm-hmm. But that seed was planted kind of early on. So through prayers of people that did care about me and people that did want the best for me, um, mm. yeah, like God, I guess, realized that I needed, oh, like I said, I'm very stubborn. So mm. God realized that and it took me to be dying and on my knees and um, had nothing else left to give up my will and go, God, I've... Uh, let me go or give me a fighting chance and he mm. took the reins from there on like it's it's been an amazing it's been an amazing what he's from then on and that was 15 months ago yeah. and um so you said and, you were you were dying was that like a specific circumstance where you're having like health complications or something yeah look um i was 130 kilos i was um popping up blood I, I couldn't stomach any food i was always constantly sick type 1 diabetic i couldn't walk 10 meters without feeling like i was gonna have a heart attack they were concerned. Uh, I was on certain um, like steroids for this coughing up blood. They thought I had like a um, like a lung embolism and all this kind of mm. stuff. Mm. And I was pretty sure I wasn't going to see the end of that or end of 2022. Mm. And um, so it was something pushing me to say, "Get on your knees, get on your knees." And um, all, all all that day, and then I I did, and I've never prayed a, a prayer that strong in my life. Mm. And <laughs> and then within a week, I didn't need insulin. I, um, wow, yeah, started losing <laughs> weight. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you, so you, so you pray. You call out to God. This is beautiful. So you, you've called out yeah. to God. You've you've asked Him, God, come into my situation. Like I'm, I'm mm. stuck. I'm lost. I, yeah, I've got nothing left. And I had then, nothing left. And then all of a sudden, like real. Like a real medical miracle yes. starts to take place. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it's not like I, I um, I'm just saying this. I went to I went to my specialist. They nearly fell off the chair. Mm. Um, and yeah, like I was still having me me, me insulin. And then mm. um, before the end of that week, that first week, I was going too low. Like my sugars are way too low. And um, I'm thinking, Lord, are you serious? Are you telling me that I don't need me insulin? And then. I was still taking me long-acting insulin overnight, and that was too much. So, um, yeah. within within that first week, I um, God healed me of pretty much everything. That <laughs> within- is hallelujah! <laughs> like that, that is amazing. Okay, so well, so yeah. you you have this experience of like real like medical physical healing. Yes, yes, yes. And I I don't hear these stories much either. So yeah, um, it's kind of why I'm so I'm just so grateful. And yeah, within a month, like I was on blood pressure, cholesterol, 
like opiate replacement therapy, um, antipsychotics, anti-depression medication, mm. anti-anxiety medication, um, insulin, you name it. I was on everything. And within that month, all of that went. You were just I didn't like, need it. You, yeah. you, like, I think that's fantastic. Praise God, getting mm. off drugs, but then also yeah, not having to, to lean on medication as medication. well. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, at times when we need medication, we need to take yes. medication, yeah. but simultaneously it's like better <laughs> better to just not have those health conditions. But all of a sudden well, those ailments and those difficulties start clearing up. And yes. then what was your experience with the Lord during that time? Like it sounds like, okay, you're experiencing this physical healing <laughs> you know, for you on the spiritual side, like yeah. what was happening in that space? Uh, I felt so looked after. It was um, amazing. Like I felt like, I just felt like everything I was asking for, he was um, he was listening to me and, and was doing, I was so nurtured um, <laughs> during this time. It was, yeah, it was amazing. And uh, I still get this kind of experience with him. I feel so um, looked after, even through like um, I know this is a spiritual battle. Like we, we fight against principalities and powers, and yeah. and um, and I feel this every day. But I feel so confident that God's by my side through this. Yeah, and, and I did from the get go. Like because I've been smoking cigarettes since I was like eight or nine, mm. and I've been trying to quit, quit for like all my life, trying to mm. quit all my life. Not just I'm um, saying it. I've been trying to quit forever. Mm. And God, God just literally took that away from me. I haven't had that, even that urge to have a cigarette in the last 15 months. And I've, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, he's taken everything away. So I, I just feel like he's definitely done this for a purpose. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think I can see that because you said you, you planted some seed. A seed was planted originally of like, oh, hey, you know, I think that God is good and he could help me. But when you're in that time of need and you finally surrendered to him, then you see all of this amazing change. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I got baptized not long after that. I just yeah. said, Lord, um, this is just <laughs> too much of uh, evidence that you want me to, to live and to do work for you. Mm. <laughs> or There's got to be some kind of major plan for um, him working for me. So, um, yeah, I got baptized on the 28th, um, like, you know, like, um, probably a month and a half after all this happened, mm. and yeah, have a look back. Um, Amazing. And now you know you're. I'm, I'm imagining you're attending church and yeah. you know, part of yeah. your local, you know, Christian community and whatnot. That's powerful stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'll go to Dora Creek. They're um, just appointed me as official Bible worker for this year. Amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, so yeah. good. Well, yeah, yeah like I, I, you know, after coming to the Lord, did years and years of Bible working. So I can yeah. definitely say, like, that is an incredible experience to have, you know, yeah, being able yeah. to serve the community and to, mm. to draw close to people. And, yeah, in, in, in the local area, reach out to those in need as well. Yeah. Well, look, look, I've got a good strength with, like, just um, communicating with all types of different kind of people. Like, it's mm. just natural anyway, just from my class and things. I've got, um, yeah, natural ability to do that and been doing it all ever since i come to the lord anyway like this mm. is yeah i just went straight into ministry for him and hey, you got stuff yeah. to say like you've you've had such <laughs> an experience that's amazing yeah. there's nothing like i'm blessed with time i care for my dad pretty much all full time but even god's blessed him with giving him a bit of health too so i can do more time for other ministries and mm. things like that so yeah i've got a yeah, he's blessed me with so so much to dedicate to him that um yeah I'm, I I feel guilty when I when I have any idleness in my day because every moment such a gift. Mm. If I'm not doing his will, then I yeah I just feel like you know I'm wasting an opportunity that I could be yeah, doing could be used by him. Yeah, that's powerful, Bo, and I think 
I, I, I see just amazing transformation in your life and also a commitment to, to live for him. And I think that that is exemplary of God working powerfully. Uh, mm. And I think it's also an, a great encouragement to our listeners that, mm. hey, people, it, maybe you're in a position listening today where you feel far from God and you are going to call out to him and say, hey, you know, I need you. And Bo's story is is a testimony that that can work simultaneously. If Absolutely. you are in a place where you're thinking, oh, man, this person or this person around me, how can I reach them? Should I reach them? Bo's testimony is also ref- just so reflective of the way that God is wanting to work in the hearts of people, even people who are so far from him. Well, we had Bo on the show. Fantastic stuff. Amazing testimony. We are going to continue on right now. We've got Anna Laura with Abide in Me. Mercy 